Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Gitin Tes Zayin, Gitin 16a, pagination is 31. We'll start, though, with two cases which are found on the previous staff. Our theme over here was joining two methods which work independently, but could they be joined to work together in tandem? Our starting case in Meseches Gitten over here was the case of Befanai Nechtav Uvefanai Nechtam. The messenger comes with a get and declares that it was written and signed in front of him, which is what's required. That affirmation will validate the get. But in the case which was presented on Tesvav Amud Aleph, he only could verify Nechtam Chatsi, that half of the signatures, meaning one out of the two, he was present for. The other signature he was not present for and cannot affirm it. We wanted to do Kiyum Shtoros, the affirmation of the document signature, by virtue of two independent witnesses. And this is an example of joining two methods. Each one would work on its own. The messenger could have affirmed both signatures on his own, because that's the trust we give to the messenger appointed to this task. Or we could affirm the document by virtue of two witnesses coming on each of the signatures and affirming them by recognition of the signatures. What we wanted to do, though, was join these two methods of validation. The messenger will say, one signature was signed in front of me. The witnesses will say that the second signature is one that they recognize. And we, in fact, ruled, although Rav Chista had concerns about that case, we in fact ruled that that would be acceptable and that we can join both methods of validation. Another case that's brought on Ahmed Bey's, the facing page to today's daf, was Gidud Chamisha Umechitza Chamisha. Depth of five Tfachim and height in the form of a wall of five Tfachim, is that considered a mechitza, a true partition? You're normally supposed to have a partition of ten. You build a sukkah, the minimum height is ten Tfachim. In this case, we were building a wall or identifying a wall so that it could be considered a rishus hayachid, an area that somebody can carry inside of it on Shabbos. You normally require 10 tvachim in height. Over here, we're giving you 5 in depth and 5 in height. And the Gemara tells us, mitztarfin. The halacha is that the two methods of building a partition are going to join successfully. And in fact, this is what's known as bor v'chul yaso mitztarfin la'asara, 
you could see the words in Tosfos, a pit and its rim are able to join to give you the requisite ten tfachim so that the pit should be considered a rishus hayachid if a person has an issue of he wants to take water from it in order to drink it, etc. What status does the pit have? So the depth of the pit plus any rim that goes around it are going to join for that collective height. Again, a case, two different methods, depth and height, and we're able to join them for an effective ruling. Which brings us to the topic that I'd like to focus on, which can be found on Tesvav Amud Beis, pagination is 30, about 12 lines from the bottom. Bo'i Ilfa, Ilfa asked the following question. Yodayim tahodos lachatzain, can a person make his hands tahor, pure, by washing them correctly, lachatzaim, halfway, meaning half he's going to pour water on, and then a moment later he's going to pour water on the rest. Or can you not do such a thing? The Gemara explains four lines from the bottom, the Kamashi Palga Palga Dide that on one hand he wants to wash half of the hand now and then half of the hand in a few moments, a period of time from now. But he's not washing the hand all at the same time. Now, this kind of case is enormously practical. It could come up intentionally or unintentionally. Intentionally, it could come out in a case where a person has a bandage on their hand doesn't want to get the bandage wet. The halacha is if the bandage is over a significant wound that he's not going to be removing the bandage, then that part of the hand does not need to be washed. But he is going to want to be very careful as he pours water over the hand that is exposed that he doesn't slosh the water in a way that goes on the bandage and, and makes problems by getting the bandage wet. So he might actually pour on part of the hand very generously, and then on one of the fingers, perhaps on many bandages, the case is the thumb needs to be washed sparingly, and he's going to wash that part of the hand very carefully. It could come up unintentionally. A person's washing his hand and suddenly realized the way he pushed the water is such that one of the fingers did not get wet. He wants to know, does he have to rewash the entire hand, or must he simply wash the finger that did not get wet? And the Gemara explores this by considering that the water from the first washing is still tofach, is still wet. And therefore, washing the second washing on the same hand will be able to be joined with the first washing because the first part is still wet. Moving on to today's daf, the Gemara tells us, generally, tofach e no chibur. 
just the fact that it's wet doesn't join two things. That's not enough. Lotzricha, the Gemara says, It has to be wet enough that it would make something else wet. And this is a very interesting, almost surgical precision of describing how wet something must be. For the first part of the hand washing to be joined with the second part of the hand washing, the first part has to still be tofach lahat fiach, that if someone would touch that part of the hand, it would be wet enough not just to feel wet, but that he could take his hand and touch something else and make it wet, which would be the case that it was really just washed, and therefore it's still wet, dripping wet, as we might call it, and that would be the scenario where the first part of the washing and the second part of the washing would be able to be joined. Indeed, in Shulchan Aruch, Hilchadz Natilas Yadayim, washing for bread, Simon Kuf Samach Beis Seif Gimel, the Mechaber writes, Nata Miktas Yado, if a person washes part of his hand, for whatever reason, Vachaza Vahosef Vinatal Hanishar Miyado, and then he continues and comes along and washes what remains of the same hand. Harayado Timea Kamosha Haisa, the basic ruling would be that the hand has not been purified. It would have to be rewashed. Deinatila Lachatsoin, because you can't wash halfway. Says the Mechaber, But if on the part of the hand that he washed, it's still wet enough to make something wet, as our Gemara reached as the conclusion, then indeed the second washing can be joined with the first washing, and that was considered effective washing of the hand. The Mishnebura in Sifkat and Lamid points out, You have to wash the entire hand at once. But if one didn't, it is going to be effective provided that the first part is still dripping wet. <clears throat> Mishnebura points out that even though it has to be done in one pouring and we're only accepting two pourings if it's still very wet and only not lechatrila, it's bidyeved. But if a person would pour the second pouring almost instantly, very, very close to the first pouring, that would be even lechatchila. Kol shaloshah b'intayim klau. If a person did not wait at all in between the first pouring and the second pouring on the same hand, kishficha achas domi, that would be considered one pouring. But if he waited in between, it'll be good provided that the first part is still dripping wet, but that waiting in between is no longer considered lechatchila. Mishnebura makes reference to a fascinating case where a person is washing, in essence, from an urn. 
So a hot water urn, if it wasn't plugged in, is a very interesting way to try to wash one's hands. If it's not plugged in, so the water is room temperature, a person touches the urn spigot and a spurt of water comes out. Water for purposes of Natila Yedayim for bread has to be introduced to the hand Mikoach Gavra from the strength of a person. You can't just turn on the sink and let the water run and run your hands under it. It has to be from the strength of a person. So therefore the Mishnah makes reference to a case Simen Kufnun Tes Tes where the description there is that a person keeps hitting the spigot with his finger and causing a spurt of water to come forth. The case over there is that he could repeat that action again and again until finally the entire hand gets washed. He keeps causing spurts of water to come out. Mikalach Gavra, from the strength of his hitting the lever. Such a case, the Mishnah says, is acceptable. It's only if he truly waited a period of time in between that it'll be acceptable, but only bidi'eved after the fact or in a case of duress, but it's not ideal. <clears throat> and as we said, it's only acceptable if the part that he washed first is still dripping wet. Going back to our scenario, if a person washed his hand and needs to wash them in two sections because of a bandage, or realized that he missed a finger and has to redo it, if he's doing it basically simultaneously, one after the other without any significant break, it would indeed be fine, even l'chatchila. Yashikoach, thank you for joining.